0: Hello and welcome back to the Outering Tinnitus Podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and this podcast is all about how you can live your best life despite tinnitus. And um, yeah, I've had had a lot of experts and tinnitus um, scientists on this podcast already. Today is another podcast looking back at 12 years of tinnitus in my life um, and it's a bit of an extension to episode number one on the Outering Tinnitus Podcast where I shared basically um, yeah, how I went through the despair and the problems with Tinnitus myself. But today we're looking back not only on Tinnitus itself, but also on the last few years and me building this coaching business. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit of how my clients perceive my Tinnitus coaching and how it helps them. And uh, yeah, overall, I've been very excited to uh, share this episode. It's a bit of an bit of an analysis for me myself and I hope it's going to be an eye-opener for me and also for you guys. So let's get into the intro and then start right with the episode, um, me sharing my last 12 years of experience with tinnitus and being a tinnitus coach. So enjoy and I'll hear you after the intro. Hello and welcome to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. Welcome back everyone. Um, it's a very big pleasure to have you all on board for this Episode which is a little bit emotional. In the preparation for the episode, I was looking back at so many things of how tinnitus has influenced and caused a lot of pain in my life as well, and how it's been a struggle for a lot of time, and and how it was difficult for me for a long time also to, yeah, basically surrender to the struggle and also learning new things, especially in the podcast episode where I was interviewing Rilana Chima from. Um, uh, the University of Maastricht in, 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 in Leuven in Belgium. And um, it's been very, very, very eye-opening to have her talk about acceptance and commitment therapy and then get into acceptance and commitment therapy myself, use it um, to uh, coach my clients on uh, really use this framework of um, retraining the brain to react differently to tinnitus and therefore be able to build your best life despite tinnitus. But before we get into all the analysis as usual, I want to encourage you guys to... Yeah, and do a few things Um, first of all I would like to invite you to join the most positive online tinnitus community Uh, you can find that on Facebook it's under Outering tinnitus there's my page and if you go to community there you can find the Outering tinnitus community we have regular community live events and I share um, daily material pretty much on yeah tips and tricks and what you can do with tinnitus and uh, secondly I would of course really encourage you and invite you to subscribe to my patreon channel for as as little as 10 euros a month you get a 10 minute actionable videos on how to put the tools of cognitive behavioral therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy into practice so you can live your best life despite tinnitus so you can transform the way your brain uh, and you respond to tinnitus so you can get out of the habitual reaction of anxiety and despair and uh, struggling with it and free up so much needed energy um, leaving tinnitus behind as that what it is a sometimes annoying stimulus but not something that you're grappling with for the rest of your life. Um, So if you're interested in that, go to patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash tinnitus, and you'll be able to uh, have access to tons of resources such as the tinnitus evaluation, uh, the video content of my podcast, um, weekly 10-minute videos, the last two videos work on cognitive behavioral therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy, in-depth videos and practical guides that you can use for your success with tinnitus um, last but not least the tinnitus emergency guide if you haven't downloaded that there is a guide to get you started a head start to understand these technologies and understand of how I um, use these uh, technologies and scientifically evaluated um, programs in order to deal with tinnitus go to altering slash tinnitus minus emergency minus guide or just on the website altering you can also find the link to that guide Yeah, but let's start with today's episode, Um, recently marking 12 years with tinnitus myself. And uh, it's been quite a ride. Um, And for me, if you have listened to the very first episode that I created on this podcast, you will know that um, the story goes uh, longer back for me because I was born deaf on one ear. Um, So my mom had an infection during pregnancy a virus infection and yeah that uh, left me deaf on my left ear which is uh, arguably what the do- apparently to what the doctor said like still kind of lucky because i could have been severely disabled as well from that virus infection um but uh yeah i turned out to be relatively fine with arguably the only disability with my left ear not working and uh, yeah over the years uh, I mean you you know the story if you've listened to the first uh, podcast episode I went clubbing in my teenage years and and protecting your ears was nothing important back then so I started losing some of my hearing when I was 19 one morning I woke up in bed and and I had this very high-pitched ringing like very faint so I couldn't really even perceive it it wasn't even bothered by it and, and wasn't a problem for me at first. After a few few weeks, it stayed and was still there. So I decided to go to the ENT and have the ENT check it out because, I mean, yeah, I I knew back then that I had only that one ear, so that I should probably rather get this checked out because it's important, right? ENT told me I should uh, really take care more of my hearing as there was some slight hearing loss already, um, and what I had was tinnitus. And this was the very first time that I heard about something like that and was like, aha, okay, tinnitus, so what can I do? Give me a pill, prescribe me something, what can I do for this? And he was like, "No, there, there is nothing you can do." So um, I don't know if I shared this in the last, uh, in the last one, but um, I started listening to myelin um, uh, concerts and stuff like that, and trying to, just with upper frequencies or something, trying to get my brain used to high frequencies again, seeing whether this would have any impact on my tinnitus. And sometimes I, I think it, I thought it had an impact, but definitely never for certain so um, I could never say whether that was only a placebo effect or the brain was a little bit more stimulated and therefore tinnitus would go back into the background a teeny tiny bit Um, to this day I enjoy uh, uh, listening to uh, Vivaldi's four seasons um, but just because I enjoy classical music as well sometimes um, for example to work um, not so much in order to distract me from tinnitus but just because I found it engaging and I enjoy listening listening to it. Um, yeah, uh, something that I've also haven't shared in the first podcast episode. As a child, I actually for a few years went to a school for deaf children. Um, but we had a very cool school for deaf children. I, I mean, like not that I have to have this kind of uh, stigma or. Or, or having to to defend myself now for not having gone to a, a school with cool kids or anything like that. I think I'm, with 31 years old, I'm I'm, I'm past that now. But um, no, it was a, what I meant with cool was like a very 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 good school. So we were a class of like. Only five or six children um, in a half circle sitting uh, in front of the teacher. And the teacher would have this microphone on and they could stream into the hearing aids. I didn't have a hearing aid at that time, right? So I was one of the kids who had like probably one of the best hearings because I was only deaf on one ear. Um, but it just made learning so much more accessible. Um, unfortunately, they didn't have... Um, the the highest school level there um, so I had to go um, to uh, actually do the thing to qualify for university at another school so I unfortunately I had to leave that school after a few years but um, it was a great experience for me to uh, see how the children would communicate with sign language I used to be able to do some sign language as well and I still was able to do some of that and yeah, I, I still know a little bit of the alphabet and, and, and some few few gestures, but um, largely I've lost it, unfortunately. But this was very, very insightful for me, right? Like I, I was dealing with kids who were uh, like profoundly deaf and who maybe had cochlear implants, but hadn't learned to speak yet. And this was a very, very impactful t- time for me to see what um, accessibility issues these, these kids were also experiencing, right? And and sometimes um, even aggression from myself, because one anecdote was there were some twins that were profoundly deaf. They had cochlear implants, but they couldn't talk. So they would always make some kind of noise. And when I was new to the school, I didn't understand what they wanted from me. So they were walking after me and they were like just making these noises. And I, and I got distressed, so I shouted at them they wouldn't stop, right? Because they obviously couldn't hear me. So the teacher sat me down, explained to me what was happening. And and, and so I, I started understanding. So I think that might have also made me more compassionate at a very young age, you know, to understand this ability, to understand what it means um, to face inclu- inclus- inclusiveness issues, right? And what it means to to stand at the edge of society in, in any respect, right? Whether it be a mental or physical disorder. Um, I think at a very early age, I, I started to understand that um, there is much more than, than just the normal society out there. Um, but yeah, my story with tinnitus continues. Um, after a few years, I went back. My tinnitus had gotten a teeny tiny bit louder, not so much to worry about, but enough for the ENT to tell me that I could get a hearing aid. So I got a hearing aid. And the at first, of course, the adoption process was a little bit difficult because I said, like, I don't want to look like an 80-year-old guy. Um, wearing a hearing aid but uh, as soon as I put them in and I realized of how much benefit they had especially at university when we were in these tutorials with um, uh, girls talking with very faint voices and without hearing aid it could basically only hear the tinnitus, and with the hearing aid in, I could hear the voices and everything, uh, 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 what they were saying, so um, I immediately got the benefit out of the hearing aid and and never took it out again, and recently just got a new one, very, very happy about that, because it enables me to uh, listen to podcasts, for example, when my wife is asleep already at night, I can lie there and and still listen to a bit of a podcast before I get sleepy and take the hearing aid out and, and turn my podcast off. Um, so that's at least a benefit that I have, right, that I can stream calls and, and uh, use the hearing aid to, to listen to music, etc. But um, yeah, so the interesting part that is coming up now is um, how I actually started all of this. And, and it first started when I yeah was still a student in South Africa. So I did my bachelor studies in Maastricht um, in the Netherlands. Um, I studied there for four years and I studied European studies, which is um, political science uh, mixed with uh, economics as well as some legal studies. So EU law, for example, was a course that we had. Uh, And afterwards, I was interested quite in, in, in economics, but also in the legal aspects of things. So I went to South Africa to the University of Cape Town. Uh, also because one of my best friends is in South Africa and he's been uh, born in South Africa and he's still living there in Cape Town. It's a beautiful city, by the way. I-, I wish I could go back there now with COVID. It's a bit difficult, but yeah, I just had a great time at the University of Cape Town studying my LLM, so my Master of Laws there in international trade law and uh um, a- Actually, already in at the time that I was in Cape Town um, after I had had that difficult moment in 2014 with my tinnitus um, getting blaring loud after that night in Amsterdam clubbing and my, my earplug falling out. Um, if you're interested in the whole story, you can uh, go back to the very first episode on this podcast. Um, but that's basically how it happened, and then still in Cape Town, I started making this video. So it was more like a, a self blog, like a self-made blog, and I, I was, I, I, must say, I might be a little bit ashamed of these videos right now because the quality is not very great, and it was with my very first and old MacBook Pro at that time. So I, I wouldn't want to share them right now, but um, it was, it was, it was my start, right? It's the start of how I got into making videos about tinnitus talking about uh, my personal experience. And it was, of course, at no stage anywhere uh, near a professional level at that time. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what I did. And, uh, uh, that's what I had fun with. And some people started engaging and talking to me and, and over the years, I, I just kept it up a little bit after I finished my, my, my studies, I, I came back to Germany and I started working in consulting at a big, uh, at one of the big five consulting companies here in Germany. Um, it's not important which one it is, because I think they all do pretty much the same stuff. And um, so uh, I realized that that was a bit boring and then I started to join Mimi Hearing Technologies, a startup here in Berlin that uh, is a, a certified a hearing test that you can test in order to use your um, smartphone as a hearing test application basically and also allow you to tune sound to your individual hearing ability and so I started working for them out of motivation of the sense of hearing protecting the sense of hearing but also uh, choosing a job that is a little more closely to yeah what I'm I'm aligned with ethically and and morally Um, anyways Um, I continued to make these videos on YouTube and uh, it got a little bit more traction and eventually I started calling this thing Outring Tinnitus. So Outring, the first logo that I had was a little surfer dude surfing out of an ear. What I wanted to symbol with that and what I think maybe is important with that, what I build my mission on and what I want to build the company or what I'm building the company on, this tinnitus coaching company, is the fact that we replace um, the negative suffering of tinnitus and the difficulty and the despair that we're all facing with tinnitus that we replace it with activity that we replace it with life we all only have this one life to live and i really want to see as many as you guys succeed as many as of you, you possible to outring your tinnitus meaning living the best and most active and Yeah, smiling the most that you have, experiencing emotions the most that you have. And sometimes it's not only about smiling. Sometimes it's not only about positivity, but I want you to experience life as closely as you can. I want you to make the most out of the moments and not be caught in this habitual behavior of struggling with tinnitus and having the difficulties that... Um, dealing with tinnitus every day comes with for example insomnia or uh, difficulties going to restaurants or to louder places and so on and so forth so this is why my first logo was a little surfer dude coming out of an ear to really symbolize yeah to really symbolize that the value for me is in replacing, yeah, all the suffering with tinnitus with positive values, activity, um, and building a new, um, in building a new path for all of you guys out there who do suffer from tinnitus, and to uh, transform my struggle with tinnitus and my struggle with hearing make it more accessible for people to really get the hearing care and that it's something okay to get hearing care also at younger ages. It doesn't matter matter whether you're 30, 80 or 50 years old. It's important that you take care of your hearing. It's important that you take care of um, the emotions and the reactions and the habitual behavior that you develop, develop around tinnitus so you can be, at least from a tinnitus perspective, at the happiest in your life, right? And that's what we're trying to set up here. And that's what I set up Altering Tinnitus, the AlteringTinnitus.com company. Um, it's very much based on my own mission. Um, I'm not an audiologist. I'm not a psychologist by training. I've done a training in uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, done a lot of online courses. I've gone through uh, many, many different books on cognitive behavioral therapy, um, rebuilt my coaching practice with acceptance and commitment therapy in combination with cognitive behavioral therapy and I've found these two together the most effective tools of treating tinnitus and literally retraining your brain in perceiving tinnitus as not a dangerous stimulus. Therefore, you freeing up all that energy because when you can stop struggling, you cut down on all that amplified pain because as much as 80% of tinnitus suffering is amplified pain, meaning not the original pain associated with having tinnitus, but literally the amplified pain that you experience experience through suffering with tinnitus and struggling with tinnitus and continuing to struggle with it, apart from just letting go, surrendering to it and focus on things that are more important in your life. But of course, this is easier said than done But the framework of cognitive behavioral therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy, so surveying your habitual behavior through tools of cognitive behavioral therapy, which uh, you can all check out on my Patreon channel, and then on top, using acceptance and commitment therapy in order to deal when the worst uh, uh, anxiety and the worst emotions uh, creep in in dealing with your tinnitus and uh, that transformation as well. Um, I've worked with countless clients right now um uh, many dozens of clients actually even a few hundred now and um, that have benefited from my, my approach and I've, I've been into everything i've done pro bono cases for people who do not have enough money to afford the coachings and although they are not uh, expensive in comparison to uh, 3000 euros uh, tinnitus retraining therapy um, which i found very difficult Uh, in in uh, uh, yeah but uh, yeah let's let's not get into that um but i have done coaching pro bono i have done coaching for people in europe in latin america in uh, canada the us in the uk in ireland i've had people from all over the world benefit from my methods from morocco um and and it's been it's been it's been quite a ride um i must also say it's been a development process of my coaching skills as well right so i'm not a teacher i'm not someone who can teach you all these things and tell you that and that and that to do but what we do together is we find out which tools work best for you and um, and using these tools through patreon for example you can find out yourself but if you do book a coaching with me if you do decide to work with me together um uh, frida at altering if you're ever interested in doing that and um, we apply these tools together so we apply the tools of cognitive behavior therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy together and modify them in the way that they best work for you. Um, And this is something that I found is an increasing learning process. So the more I've coached people, the more I've worked with people who've had uh, different forms of tinnitus, um, who've had different intensities of tinnitus, who also had various tinnitus sounds at the same time. Um, I've recently came to deal with people who also have the struggle of hyperacusis and have been um, yeah, basically protecting their ears from pretty much every sound that they potentially could, which is obviously in the long run harmful because you're not going to be able to experience normal sound levels anymore. And so in total, I've been working with so many different clients and what I have learned is that in 99% of the cases, you can reduce the tinnitus related suffering within four to eight weeks for up to 80%. And this is true for most of my clients. So sometimes, as I said, it takes longer. For some people, it's after four weeks. For some people, it's after eight weeks. But what I have gone through, so the suffering that I experienced, so going through all of this over the period of six to eight months, and then at some point, finally finding a bit of the way out and finding my brain, getting more used to the stimulus, therefore being able to disregard it properly. And um, I would say, that is that is a life changer and a game changer. I and like really, I don't mean to pat myself on my own back, but like I really have to say that and I really want to say that because I want to make this accessible as possible. That's why Patreon is nearly for free it's 10 years a month you can get access to all of these resources but of course i have to live off something myself as well but i want to share these strategies and tools and tips and tricks with as many people as possible because i don't want you to go through this struggling with this for 10 20 years or for month and month and month on end like i did because i could not find anyone who could help me at that time because my ent's told me there's nothing you can do just go back home and chill and of course, that's not possible when you have the stimulus of tinnitus and it's constantly there and you're deaf on one ear, right? You want your struggle to be taken care of somehow. Yeah, so really, this is something where I I, I can tell you guys that this is wholeheartedly for me. Um, I'm sharing these tools and making trying to make them accessible to as many people of you of as possible. It really is my dream come true to transform my biggest struggle into um, yeah one of my biggest strength and my asset of um yeah tapping into my own creativity that i think yeah i'm slowly developing i think this podcast is getting better in quality i think my videos are getting better in quality definitely in quantity um so i can only encourage you to also check out, check out youtube there's a lot of free videos from me as well um I would like to thank you all for being here, right? Like, the community is only as strong as all the people who are in it and who believe in a positive transformation with Tinnitus. And it's been an incredible ride. It's been... Um, such an amazing experience to have all of you guys positively support and being a member of this community so I I really want to thank and, and encourage you uh, everyone out of out of out of the community to continuing here in this community to continuing to make the most out of um, uh, what we are sharing all together in the community so thank you all for being here. Um one final anecdote I wanted to share with you right now is the story of um Yeah, a few last recent clients that I had, um, uh, mostly from the US, um, uh, very, very good people. And it's uh, uh, established a friendship. Um, You've heard Broadus on the podcast before talking about uh, building a business and uh, dealing with tinnitus at the same time. So uh, definitely check out the episode I made with Broadus. But. It's been uh, 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 eye-opening that um, I've had clients here uh, as well. I won't mention any names right now for uh, privacy resources, uh, uh, protection uh, reasons, but um, it's been eye-opening to have them on here and see where they have been stuck, for example, with masking tinnitus or, for example, with the shame and guilt around a a noise event that they expose themselves to. And I can really relate to that, right? So I was so full of shame and guilt when I did that um, club weekend in Amsterdam and caused my tinnitus to spike so badly and to go it up to such a crazy, nearly unbearable level. So I could really relate with these people. I could really tune into how they were feeling. And, you know, sometimes we just have to receive each other with open arms. We have to understand each other. We have to say, I get you. You are in a difficult place right now. That is fully understandable. And... I appreciate that you are in this place right now. And I i was there as well. I have experienced this as well. But together and my coachings and my resources, they teach me and I see that from it. Together, we will get you out of there. We will get you on the right track to be back in life and uh, be back in what it means to live a perfectly happy and healthy life despite tinnitus. Um, and uh, this is something that is eye-opening to me. It's um, certainly something that um, makes me believe in in humanity. Makes me believe in in that we all made out of the same out of the same material, basically, right? We live on the same planet. We share the same stories. We share um, similar fates, uh, as in the case of Tinnitus. Is um, yeah. So I, I want to thank all of you guys out there. To yeah being so open about your tinnitus sharing your stories with me if you ever would like to come onto this podcast and share your story as well you're more than welcome to um, I've talked extensively about the resources that you can use in order to get better with your tinnitus um, at the start of this podcast so um, uh, make sure you check out patreon.com slash tinnitus for weekly 10 minute videos on how you can transform and yeah build your best life despite tinnitus to use all these strategies and tools That someone like me is sharing who is suffering from tinnitus for over 12 years, who has built a uh, slowly but steadily growing business in helping people all over the world uh, deal with tinnitus. It's been uh, such a pleasure. Join the Facebook community at Altering Tinnitus and get the tinnitus emergency guide at alteringtinnitus.com. Uh, next time, we go, we are going to have another guest on the Altering Tinnitus podcast. Um, it's a guest from the US and he will share his tinnitus story with us. He's not a coaching client, but he is a... A YouTuber and blogger, and a successful Instagram um, uh, manager, and we will have him on the show uh, talk about his uh, podcast, uh, his story with Tinnitus, the next time. So uh, make sure you tune into that. Um again, would like to extend my thanks to all of my followers, subscribers and the people out there who support um, what I am doing. Um, I wish you guys a great weekend ahead. My podcast always come out on Friday. This is the same thing. I wish you a great weekend ahead and I'll see see and more so hear you in the next episode. Until then, goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com, or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinatus.com. See you next time!